Thank you for joining us once again for Kingdom Rock Radio. Now here's a sample of today's broadcast. God has plans for you that you never thought about, you never dreamed of, you never even asked for. I'm telling you, God will do some wonderful and great and mighty things in your life. Remember, if you would like to hear more about our ministry, just log on to KingdomRock.org. That's KingdomRock.org. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the rich word of God. Give the Lord a great hand clap of praise. What a wonderful, wonderful joy it is to be here with you, and I celebrate our Heavenly Father and our Lord Jesus Christ and rejoice in this wonderful day that He has made. Isn't it wonderful to be alive and to be well? Man, I'm so excited. I am so excited and I'm just overjoyed to be here with you all to celebrate with you all today and appreciate your wonderful leadership here and your wonderful pastors. I love them and respect them and admire them so much and I'm grateful to God for the work that they are doing that all of you all are doing here in Bremen, Georgia and it is such a wonderful testimony of God's grace and I'm just so excited to be with us. Well, I'm just going to pray while you're still standing. Father, we just love you and celebrate you and praise you and rejoice in you today for this wonderful day, Lord. We love you so much. Thank you for these precious people, Lord God, and we just come to you right now to gather around your word and we open our hearts to receive from you. I pray less of me and more of you, none of me and all of you. I ask you to speak through my vocal cords and think through my mind and lighten my heart and spirit. And Father, we purpose in our hearts to be doers of the word and not hearers only. And it's in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Let every heart say amen. Give your neighbor another hug and you all may be seated. I just wanted to commend you all for the um, wonderful ministry that you all are doing here. And I'm just excited about it. I had a chance to visit your church website yesterday and I was just utterly amazed how much new how many you know how much new uh, additions have been made to the site and the ministry there live streaming and messages all over the internet and I even caught Pastor Sumiko preaching on teaching <laughs> man she was teaching some good stuff I was watching her teach on uh, the book of Judges and it was awesome awesome all right <laughs> I didn't listen to your pastor I cut him off I just I listened to Sumiko <laughs> <laughs> I've heard enough of him over the years. I just, I just cut him off and listened to Samika. <laughs> but I was, I was pleasantly surprised to see the technological advances that you all have made to have your ministry on the World Wide Web and, and uh, just it was wonderful. I was just really utterly amazed and excited about Kingdom Rock and the outreach that you're doing here. Well, I wanted to share just a little humor, as I normally do. I brought a couple of jokes with me to tell. 
If y'all laugh at the first one, I may tell you a second one. <laughs> a little girl uh, dressed in her Sunday best, she was running as fast as she could, trying not to be late for Sunday school. And as she ran, she prayed, Dear Lord, please don't let me be late. Dear Lord, please don't let me be late. And while she was running and praying, she tripped on the curb and fell, getting her clothes dirty and tearing her dress. She got up, brushed herself off, and started running again. And as she ran once again, she began to pray, Dear Lord, please don't let me be late, but please don't shove me either. <laughs> All right, well, you all did good, so I'm going to tell you a second. <laughs> Three boys were in the schoolyard bragging about their fathers. The first boy says, my dad scribbles a few words on a piece of paper. He calls it a poem. They give him $50. The second boy says, that's nothing. My dad scribbles a few words on a piece of paper. He calls it a song. They give him $100. The third boy says, I got you both beat. My dad scribbles a few words on a piece of paper. He calls it a sermon, and it takes eight people to collect all the money. <laughs> Thank you all for laughing. I, I, y'all going to make me come back since y'all laughed at my jokes. <laughs> Well, I wanted to share a scripture um, with you over in the book of Ephesians. The book of Ephesians. The book of Ephesians chapter 3, Ephesians chapter 3, Ephesians chapter 3 and verse number 20. When you get there, say amen. amen. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse number 20. Let's read verse 20 together there in unison. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. Ready? Let's read that together in unison. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Let's read that once again. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. I like some other translations. Another translation says, Now unto him who's able to do infinitely beyond, immeasurably more than all we would ever dare to ask or even dream of. And I just want to use as a subject this morning, dream big dreams. Dream big dreams. How many of you know we serve a big God? We serve a big God. And God will do things for you and for your life, things greater and bigger than you ever imagined or ever dreamed of. Not too long ago, I, I had two dreams in a week. And I'm talking about dreaming while you sleep at night. And normally, I am not a dreamer. I very seldom dream. You know, sometimes I may eat late at night and 
have somebody chasing me in the middle of the... <laughs> but other than that, I'm not a dreamer. But in this, in this particular week, I had two dreams in the same week, and they were both big dreams. And it just spoke to my heart. The first dream, I dreamed that I was the president of the United States of America. And it was so real. It was so real. I had, I, you know, it, the funny part about it, in the dream, I don't even remember running for president, but I had just been recently elected. And I, I was the president of the United States of America. I had secret service and they were trying to, you know, they were escorting me around and trying to get me to Washington, to D.C. to get to the Oval Office. And I couldn't go back home because too many people knew where I lived. And so they were they were navigating all of that. But it was so real and so vivid. But I was the president of the United States of America. And the second dream I had about two days later, I dreamed I won the lottery. <laughs> Man, that was a fun dream. <laughs> And so after I had I had these two big dreams so close together and I was like, Lord, what are you saying? What are you saying? And I, and I just began to feel impressed in my spirit that God was saying, dream big dreams, dream big dreams. God's a big God and God wants to take us further than we ever imagined. He wants to do greater things with our lives than we ever thought, asked, or even ever dreamed of. And so God wants to do some great things, some wonderful things in our lives. I heard Joel Osteen say, he said that when he was 16 years old, he used to sit in the compact center where the Houston Rockets played basketball. And he said as a 16 year old kid, he never would have imagined that one day he would be preaching in the compact center as a pastor to 16 thousand people that that place seats. He said he never would have imagined that in his wildest dreams as he sat there as a 16 year old young man. But he said God is able to do things that we never imagined, never dreamed, never thought of beyond our wildest dreams. And he said one day he was driving his son by the church, the 16,000 seat church. He was driving his son. He said, son, one day you're going to be preaching here. And his son said, no, I'm not daddy. He said, I'm going to preach at Reliant Stadium, the football stadium, which seats 70,000 people. <laughs> and so his son even began to dream big dreams after he began to see what, his, what God had done in his father. I want you to repeat this after me. In us is infinite power. We're surrounded by endless possibilities. And boundless opportunity. I want you to get, just grab that, get a hold of that. Listen to that again. In us is infinite power. In us is infinite power. We are surrounded by endless possibilities and boundless opportunities. That verse in Ephesians 3.20, it says that God was going to do these great things, these big things, more than we ever thought, asked, or dreamed of, according to the power that worketh in us. That is God's power in us. God's power in us. And it, that power has infinite possibilities. That power, that's the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. 
That same power will resurrect your dead dreams and propel your life and take you places you never imagined, never dreamed of. Folks, in us is infinite power. We're surrounded by endless possibilities and boundless opportunities. Folks, I want you to dream. Dream as though you had no limitations at all. Little thinkers live little lives. Little thinkers live little lives. I want you to dream big dreams. Turn your neighbor and say, dream big dreams. Dream big dreams. Dream big dreams. Dreams inspire us. Dreams challenge us. Dreams stretch us. Dreams causes us to grow. They give us direction in life and they help us to prioritize our lives. And I want you to know something that I have I've learned about this truth of dreaming big dreams is that God will always, what God always has in mind for you is always greater than what you think you can do. What God has in mind for you is always greater than what you think you can do. When he showed up to Moses, Moses immediately started talking about what he couldn't do. When he showed up to Gideon, Gideon was talking about what he couldn't do. And so the, I, I begin to see the pattern of God. God always, what he has in mind for you is always bigger. It's always greater than what you think you can do. Turn to your neighbor and say this, you can do more than you think you can do. You can do more. You can do more. You can do more than you think you can do. You can do more than you think you can do. I was reading uh, recently about a lady. I was on the Internet and I was reading about a lady and she was um, she said she had been working out in the gym and she injured herself. And so she was no longer able to work out. And she says since she couldn't work out any longer, she had to find something to do with that time that she normally spent working out. And so she says she began writing. And she loved to write. And so she says since she couldn't work out, she started writing to fill the time that she normally would be working out. And so she said her church was having a fast, a Daniel fast. And so she began just uh, blogging on the internet, just writing on the internet about the fast. So she would do different daily devotions and she would write recipes and different things. And, um, but anyway, it, it became so interesting and so fascinating. She decided to turn it into a book. And she said right after, shortly after that, she went to a book convention and she bumped into an agent. She said the next thing she knows, she had a book agent. And she says one thing led to another. She, she then had a book proposal. And then she said she landed a book deal with the largest Christian publisher in the world. And she said now her books are all over, selling all over. And she says she never would have thought 
She never would have dreamed, she never would have imagined in her wildest dream that that would have happened to her. All because she injured herself and thought she would just do a little writing on the side. Folks, God has big plans for you. God has plans for you that you never thought about, you never dreamed of, you never even asked for. I'm telling you, God will do some wonderful and great and mighty things in your life. He'll take you places that you never imagined. I read about another lady. She was, she was a high school, uh, she dropped out of high school because she got pregnant in high school. And so she was just living in a small apartment and she was just living on handouts from friends and families and, and later she was on welfare. And she began to say to herself, she said, I believe there's something better for me, something greater that I'm, I should be doing. And so she said, I don't want to live like this. And so she, she found a job at an at a, a elementary school cafeteria just collecting meal tickets. So she began to do better for herself. And then she said, I, I think I can even do better than this. So she started going to night school. While she was a cafeteria worker, she went to night school and she got her GED. And she felt so good about that. She said, I think I'm going to keep going. So she continued going to night school and she ended up actually getting her college degree. And she felt so good about that. She said, I'm going to keep going to night school. And she ended up getting her master's degree. Long story short, she became a principal in the same school district where she was collecting meal tickets. Folks, I'm telling you, got to do some great things. Got to do wonderful things with your life. Things you never imagined. Things you never dreamed of. Got to take you places. He'll take you further than you ever, ever would have imagined. I want you to pray some big dreams. Pray, ask God for some big dreams. Pray for some big dreams. Pray for some creative ideas. Pray for some uh, big strategies and plans and ask God to inspire you with something bigger than what you are currently experiencing. Ask God for something bigger than what you're currently experiencing in life. So pray for some big dreams. Pray for some big plans, some big strategies. I want you to dare to, to do something big for God. I heard Andy Stanley, who's, who's a famous pastor in Atlanta, Andy Stanley, you all probably know his father. If you don't know Andy, you know Charles Stanley. Um, but anyway, Andy Stanley said that when he was younger, he used to go to lunch with a friend of his. And this, his friend was a, a businessman. And he, would, he said every time he would meet his friend for lunch, his friend would ask him this one question. What you working on big? And Andy said, he was never working on anything big, but every time his friend would meet him for lunch, he would always ask him that question, what you working on big? And he said over time, that question began to work on him. And he said as a result, he started working on some big things because that question was scratching at his heart. It was scratching at his spirit. He knew he should have been working on some big things. And today, folks, Andy Stanley is doing big things. He has several churches in Atlanta. He's known all over the world. He's a best-selling author. He's, I mean, he's a pastor's pastor, a leadership expert. He's doing big things, but it all came from that one question from his friend. What you working on big? Turn to your neighbor and say, what you working on big? What you working on big? What you working on? What you working on big? What you working on big? What you working on big? 
God places desires in our hearts to, for something big. I like something that John Haggai said. He says, attempt something so great for God that is doomed to failure unless God be in it. Amen. Attempt something so great for God that is doomed to failure unless God be in it. I like something that um, one of my brothers, I have, I have several brothers, and all of us are in the ministry except for one. And the one who's not in the ministry, he's, he's just a, a strict, straight businessman. And not long ago, he got involved with the movie business, making movies. And so he had been getting a lot of pressure all of his life because he wasn't in the ministry and all of his brothers were in the ministry. But he went to my mother recently and he said, Mother, he said, one day I'm going to produce a movie that's going to win more people to Christ than all your preaching sons put together. <laughs> and I, I just love that. I love that. I love that. I love that. He's a, he's a big thinker. He's a big thinker. He's a big thinker. And I just love that, that he even wants to attempt to do something so big for God that is doomed to failure unless God be in it. Turn your neighbor again and say, what you working on big? What you working on big? What you working on? What you working on big? What you working on big? God wants us to do some great things. Dare to do some great things for the kingdom of God. I heard Joyce Meyer says she was in India and she had a little feeding program in India and she was feeding 50 children a day. And she said while she was, she was there with her feeding program, feeding 50 children a day, she began to wonder about the thousands that she wasn't feeding. And she said right at that moment, God dropped in her heart to set a goal to feed one million children around the world every day. And she said that dream has now captivated her heart. And that is her mission and primary goal now in life to feed one million children a day around the world and she's working toward that goal toward fulfilling that dream what you're working on big what you're working on big i like something that that ann frank said she says everyone has inside of him a piece of good news the good news is that you don't know how great you can be how much you can love what you can accomplish, and what your potential is. Isn't that good? I like that. Everybody has a piece of good news in them. The good news is you don't know how great you can be. You don't know how much you can love. You don't know what you can accomplish. And you don't know what your potential is. Isn't that good news? Everybody got a piece of good news in them. The good news is you don't know how great you can be, how much you can love, how much you can accomplish, and how great your potential is. Man, that's good news. That's good news. We all have a piece of good news. We have a piece of good news. We have a piece of good I, I think about that quote every day when I wake up. That's, I have good news in me. I don't know how great I can be. 
I don't know what I can accomplish. I don't know how much I can love. I don't know how much I can serve. That's a piece of, that's, that's great news. That is great news. Turn your neighbor and say, dream big dreams. Dream big dreams. Folks, you have a piece of good news on the inside of you. You have a piece of good news on the inside of you. I heard this uh, story by this lady by the name of Mary Morrissey. And she, she was telling this story about her and her kids. Um, they took a trip to the beach, and while they were there, they rented some ATVs, these, you know, these four-wheel um, scooters that they were driving through the, through the beach area. And all of her kids are grown. And she says when they, when they got into the beach area with these ATVs that they were driving, she said that her kids were, they were just driving up the dunes and down the dunes and up the dunes. And she said she was afraid to do that because, you know, she just was not that adventurous. And so she kind of drove her ATV just on the flat part of the beach and, you know, just playing it safe. But she says when it was time to go, there was only one way out and that was up the hill. <laughs> and so she said, you know, so she had no choice but to to begin to drive up the hill. And so she said she was afraid, but she started. And she said she would get halfway up the hill and her little ATV would roll back down. And she would get halfway up the hill and it would roll back down. Halfway up the hill, it would roll back down. She said finally, her son-in-law, who was a Hispanic young man, he came, uh, he drove his ATV around and he pulled up next to her. He said, Mama, he said, you have power that you are not using. Take your foot off the brake. <laughs> and she said when she thought about that, that was such a powerful lesson in life. You have power that you are not using. Take your foot off the break. Turn to your neighbor and say, you have power, you have power. That, you that you are not using. Take your foot off the brake. And your brake, your brakes could be your fears. Your brakes could be your wrong thinking. Your brakes could be your self-imposed limitations. Your brakes could be excuses. Your brakes could be failures. Your brakes could be just not willing to pay the price, not willing to sacrifice. Take your foot off the brakes. You have power that you are not using. John Mason said, he says, let go of whatever makes you stop. Just let go. Whatever makes you stop in life, simply let it go. Let it go. Whatever makes you stop in life, let it go. And so I just want to, I just want to leave you with just a few keys. I am, I am just about done, but I just want to leave you with a few keys to help you to dream big dreams and achieve big dreams in your, your life. Um, and to, uh, you know, to accomplish great things and to allow God to take you places that you never imagined or dreamed of in your Life. So I just want to share just a few keys to help you to dream, dream big dreams. 
Just a few keys. Pastor, you want some of these keys? <laughs> Let me share some of these, these uh, keys. Number one, expose yourself. You have to expose yourself to bigger things. Change your environment. Go somewhere where you can dream. Visit great places. Attend great events. Be around great people. Read great books. You have to expose yourself. See, Pastor Stroud, he hangs out with Bishop Bronner. <laughs> he exposes he exposes himself to ministry at a at a much bigger level. So you have to expose you have to expose yourself. You have to uh, go places that will cause you to think on a different level. Go somewhere where it calls you to think on a different level. Expose yourself. And you have to see it. Then you dream it. Then you do it in that order. You see it first. Then you dream it. Then you do it. You know, Peter walked on the water. But you know why Peter walked on the water? Because he was exposed to a water walker. He saw somebody walking on the water and it made him want to walk on the water. So you have to expose yourself, expose yourself to people operating on a higher level. Number two, I would say you have to visualize your dream. Get a picture and keep it before your eyes. Get a picture and keep it before your eyes. That's what God did. You notice how God dealt with Abraham. God started telling Abraham how great he was going to be. God started telling Abraham how many children he would have and the seed that would come from him. But notice, God didn't just tell Abraham that. He always gave him a picture. He said, Abraham, look up at the stars. See if you can number them. Abraham, reach down and pick up a handful of sand and see if you can count the grains. Abraham, just your seed will out multiply these things. Abraham, look as far as you can, northward, southward, eastward, westward. Notice God always put a picture in, in front of Abraham's eyes. And Abraham would lay down at night and under the stars, he would look up and trying to count those stars. But that was a picture of a dream. God put a picture before his eyes. So always put a picture of your dream before your eyes. Keep it before your eyes. You have to visualize your dream. Walt Disney on his deathbed, they say that Walt Disney was such a man driven by dreams that even on his dying bed, he had put the blueprint for his next theme park above his bed. He was still dreaming. Even dying, he was dreaming. He was dying, but he was still dreaming. You have to put a picture before your eyes. And number three, I would say you need to write the dream. You have to write the dream. You have to clearly define a target before you can ever hit it. You can't hit a target that you can't see. So clearly define the target. Write the dream. Write the, write the dream. Um, Brian Tracy said that when you write your goals, that you increase your chance of reaching them by 2,000% just by writing them. Not even doing anything, but just by writing your goals down, you increase your chance of achieving them by 2,000%. Everybody say, write the dream. So number one, expose yourself. Number two, visualize, get a picture of it. Number three, write the dream. 
Number four, list the requirements of the dream. This is where you do your homework. You do your research. You do your study. Find out what it takes. Begin to plan. Begin to strategize. And this is where you begin to, to do all of your, your homework and necessary research. List the requirements of the dream. Exactly what is it going to take to reach the dream. And what number is that? That's number four. Number five, then you pursue the dream. You pursue the dream. No dream comes true until you wake up and go to work. You have to pursue the dream. Pursue the dream. And number six, the final one, be determined and committed to the dream. Be determined and committed to the dream. I heard a, a baseball coach, he was coaching a little league team. And this is what he told his players about injuries. He said, if it is not broken, if it is not bleeding, then rub some dirt on it and keep on playing. <laughs> and so that's the way we have to be. We have to be determined and committed to achieving our dreams. I pray that, I pray that those, those keys will, will help you um, to dream big dreams and to go for your dreams and to allow God to do wonderful and great and mighty things in your life. I'm just, I'm really so excited because um, there is so much God has in store for us. We haven't even thought about it or asked for it or even imagined the wonderful, great things that God will do in our lives. God is going to take us places that we never imagined. So keep the possibilities open. Remember, in you is, are infinite possibilities boundless opportunities around you. Praise God. God bless you all. Thank you all for having me today. I had a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful time. Amen, 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 amen. Well, those of you that are here tonight and those of you that are listening by way of CD, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life, we're going to say this short prayer together. And I pray that if you pray this prayer sincerely, the Lord will hear you and he will answer you. So if everybody here, would you, would you stand with us at this time? And we're going to invite our Savior in our hearts because he loves us. And he is not here to condemn us. He's not here to embarrass us. He loves you. He loves you. And he does not want distance to be between you. So, would you repeat with me? Would you pray with me? And just say, Father, I come to you admitting that I have done wrong. I have sinned and I have fallen short of your glory. But I've heard that you're a loving God and that you will forgive me. So now I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. And I confess Jesus as my master, my Lord, and as my Savior. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Live in me. I accept you. And I thank you for accepting me. Now fill me with your precious spirit. I thank you, Father, for saving me. In Jesus' name. 
Amen. Remember, if you would like to hear more about our ministry, just log on to KingdomRock.org. That's KingdomRock.org.